Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. I'm Neil Logenstein for WTOP Radio. Over the coming week, I'll be doing a series of podcasts leading to 48 hours season premiere on the disappearance of Hannah Graham. It's the story of how one missing, then murdered college student in Charlottesville, Virginia, leads to other cases of unsolved attacks against young women. Join us each day as we examine new details of these crimes in this series of podcasts and also on the two-hour season premiere of 48 Hours on Saturday, September 26th at 9 p.m. Eastern on the CBS Television Network. One of the uh, final days she saw Jesse Matthew to collect the rent. He had the rent for her, and he was very nice, which she said was out of character. Previously on the 48 Hours podcast, the Hannah Graham story. She remembered him being agitated and very quick to get upset and was behind on some rent payments. I would welcome him into my home at any point in time, day or night. This is every parent's worst nightmare. What happened to Hannah could happen to their child. Tuesday, September 23rd, 2014, 10 days after Hannah Graham was last seen here on the Charlottesville Mall. That night, police believe Jesse Matthew approached Hannah as she walked by herself after an evening of drinking. Within minutes of meeting her, he put his arm around her waist. At least that's what surveillance video shows. They stopped at Tempo Restaurant where eyewitnesses and credit card receipts show that Matthew bought drinks. An employee who was working the door that night at Tempo remembers seeing Jesse and Hannah walking up the hill. The employee remembers Matthew was helping Hannah Graham to walk. And police believe they drove off in Jesse Matthew's 1998 burnt orange Chrysler Coupe. And nobody has seen Hannah Graham since. 
Even with the passage of time, people in this community seem to be holding out hope that she'll be found. Someone spent a lot of time with colored chalk on the downtown mall's community chalkboard writing, We love you, Hannah. This girl and her mom are writing, Bring Hannah home. Since Hannah Graham has been missing and we're really sad about it, we should, you know, spread the word on the freedom of speech wall. Thousands gathered here in the University of Virginia Amphitheater for a candlelight vigil. Many had tears in their eyes as a letter written by friends was read to the crowd. It's really hard to fathom the confusion, fright, anger, and sadness we felt since you went missing. Where are you? We want you back where you belong. We love you more than you know, and we cannot wait to see you soon. But could Hannah Graham still be alive? I'll be honest, by that point it seemed pretty clear that something had happened to her. This was a teenager who was always in touch with her friends and family. Could she be being held somewhere against her will? Possibly. But police privately acknowledged the chances that Hannah would be found alive shrink the more time passes. By this point, people who know and love Hannah Graham are coming to grips with a possibility that she'd been the victim of foul play. My Facebook feed was just waterlogged with, you know, Hannah Graham missing, 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 missing. Layla Nasser met Hannah when both were high school students in a French immersion summer program. For me, my initial reaction was, you know, how could this be? You know, just to see somebody you knew just on the screen. And when it comes to these sort of girl gone missing stories, there's always this barrier of ignorance where you don't know the person who's on the other side of the screen, you know? And I did this time. For the Graham family, friends, and classmates, the not knowing is torture. I mean, what's scary is that you literally have no clue what's going on. And at the same time, you don't want to because you don't want to hear something bad. You want to hope for the best for her. Like, you want a miracle. You don't want to hear devastating news. So for people desperate to know what happened to Hannah Graham, maybe no news is good news, or at least it's not bad news. But at 6 that evening, there was some news. Charlottesville Police Chief Tim Longo hastily called a news conference. We've been working very hard uh, over the past almost nine days in relation to this case. And uh, this afternoon, uh, we reached that, that point where the Commonwealth felt we had sufficient probable cause to seek an arrest warrant. Uh, so we appeared before Magistrate Detective Sergeant Mooney did uh, late this afternoon, very late this afternoon, and obtained an arrest warrant for Jesse Leroy Matthew Jr. of Charlottesville, charging him with a Class II felony of abduction with the intent to defile. Unlike all the previous news conferences, Chief Longo didn't take any questions, 
So it was unclear what evidence led to the charge. He did say they were still waiting for more forensic testing and they were still searching for Hannah. But after other reporters cleared the room, I learned that prosecutors decided to file the charge after police got back forensic samples that had been sent to the state crime lab. And this was the first moment it became clear that police believed Hannah Graham had been sexually assaulted. You see, in Virginia, the charge of abduction with intent to defile is often used in cases where police don't yet know exactly what happened. And it doesn't require that police prove a sexual assault actually occurred, just that it was intended. So there was something in that evidence at the crime lab that convinced police that Jesse Matthew at least intended to sexually assault Hannah Graham. And in Virginia, abduction with intent to defile carries a maximum sentence of life in prison. Wednesday, September 23rd. Police still have no idea where Hannah Graham was, and Jesse Matthew had already been on the run for three days by the time a new wanted poster charging him with abducting Hannah Graham was released. Reporters from all over the country were in Charlottesville trying to learn all they could about Jesse Matthew. Public records were being scoured, sources were being worked. He used to be a taxi driver. Police said they believed Jesse was familiar with back roads in the area since he'd grown up in Charlottesville and had been a cabbie. The University of Virginia Hospital in Charlottesville announced they'd suspended Jesse Matthew without pay from his job as an operating room assistant. People hypothesized online that working in a hospital could give him access to drugs that could knock somebody out. A local private school said Matthew had been a part-time volunteer with its football team, and pictures surfaced of him on the sidelines the night before Hannah disappeared. But the school said Jesse Matthew would no longer be involved with the students. I am Mr. Matthew's attorney. I was hired on Saturday. Charlottesville lawyer Jim Camblos confirmed he was the lawyer who had met with Jesse Matthew when he'd walked in the front door of the Charlottesville Police Department and asked for an attorney. The family and I, nobody is making any statements at this point in time. We might later on, but right now we are not. I would really appreciate you all leaving the family alone. But where was Jesse Matthew? How could someone who police had been looking for, the subject of a nationwide search, not be seen by anyone? Was someone helping him stay unfound? Camblos wouldn't say when he last spoke with Jesse Matthew. If he knew where his client was, or if he was trying to get him to turn himself in. By that time, Hannah Graham had been missing for 10 days. That night, Charlottesville police and the FBI called a news conference. We're here tonight to announce that because of the collaborative efforts of the Federal Bureau of Investigation and state and local law enforcement across this nation, Jesse Matthew was in custody in Galveston, Texas. We don't at present have any information as to what might have prompted Mr. Matthew to to head to that part of the country. But it was a woman who'd been keeping up with the Hannah Graham disappearance that provided the crucial tip that led to the capture of Jesse Matthew. Her name is Karen Monk. She'd parked her car on the beach on Texas's Bolivar Peninsula. She was just relaxing. Sitting, uh, looking out at the water, and um, me and my dog just 
eyes closed, listen to music, and um, you can drive on the beach. So there was a little car that was coming my way from the left. This car came in front of me and stopped abruptly, slammed on his brakes. And the fellow that was sitting in the driver's seat, his windows were down, and he leans over and looks, kind of glares at me. I recognized him just trying to convince myself that that's really who I saw, um, being since he's from Virginia and not anywhere in Texas. She told Laura French of WTVR that she realized she was face to face with Jesse Matthew. He looked at me like, I don't know, maybe I, he knew me or he, he kind of did a double take and just tried to figure out if he had seen me before. What probably only took 10 seconds felt like an eternity. When I looked up and I saw him, I mean, his facial features are unmistakable. I just held my breath, just hoping he would just keep going. My heart literally probably stopped. I mean, it was scary. That was very scary. Luckily, he drove off. Karen Monk called police, and Jesse Matthew was taken into custody more than 1,200 miles from Charlottesville on a Texas beach six hours from the Mexico border, with maps in his car indicating he was heading out of the country. Are you Jesse Matthew Jr.? Jesse Matthew appeared before a Galveston County judge charged with kidnapping Hannah Graham and lying to the sheriff's deputy who found him on the beach. Virginia warrant is a fugitive from justice warrant. The underlying charge is abduction of a person with intent to defile. It only says that I read you your rights. You're not entering a plea of any kind this morning. Matthew waived his right to fight extradition, so Jesse Matthew was heading back to Virginia to face trial in the Hannah Graham disappearance. It was 12 days after she was last seen, and police still had no idea where she was. Was she still alive? Would Jesse Matthew lead police to the missing young woman? Charlottesville detectives were in Galveston to take him back to Virginia, but at least for now, they weren't allowed to ask what he knew about Hannah Graham because he'd invoked his right to an attorney. But without saying a single word, Jesse Matthew was about to become the center of a much larger investigation into unsolved attacks of young women. Tomorrow on the CBS News 48 Hours podcast, The Hannah Graham Story. And join us on Saturday, September 26th at 9 p.m. Eastern on the CBS Television Network for the special two-hour season premiere of 48 Hours on The Hannah Graham Case. A look into her disappearance and the apparent connection with other unsolved attacks on young women. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued 
by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. I'm CBS News correspondent Major Garrett, host of the podcast Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen. During the Cold War, FBI agent Robert Hansen traded classified secrets to the Kremlin in exchange for cash and jewels. In the podcast, you'll hear from Hansen's closest friends, family members, victims, and colleagues for the most comprehensive telling of who Robert Hansen really was. Binge the entire series now. Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen is available on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.